0: well all right greetings and welcome to just my opinion i am your host ken lambert today is may 17th 2021 it's monday and on today's show we're going to have one of our interview series we were uh, fortunate to have uh one of our favorite guests uh, jeremy Bodet, in the studio recently and uh we recorded, uh, you know, a couple hours worth of really good stuff, and so we're going to divide it up into probably like four parts, and uh, today I'd like to play part one, and uh, where Jeremy's going to talk to us about uh, the stuff that he's doing with uh, Doppler Ganger satire. So without any further ado, Jeremy Baudet. All right, I want to welcome back to the, the studio uh, um, somebody who's one of the only guests we ever get here <laughs> <laughs> um welcome back uh Jeremy Beaudet. uh he's the genius behind uh your doppler ganger uh, satire and uh we always love having him here in the studio because the the conversation is always uh, very interesting and uh Jeremy always has plenty of uh ideas that are slightly different than mine but uh i think overall we uh kind of Find a middle ground. Would you say that's, that's
1: fa- true? I, I think that's fair. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, welcome, Jeremy.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Thrilled.
0: Okay. Um, so why don't we? Well, uh, why don't we start off with doppelganger satire? I, I mean, I think the, the the recording stuff that you're doing now is just spectacular. Oh, cool. Miss um, uh, Nancy and I sit there uh, uh, when we receive uh, the recordings and stuff, and just laugh our asses off. It's uh, she loves it. She thinks you're incredibly, uh, funny (laughs) and, uh, I'm a a little pissed. So just so you know, I'm a little pissed. Um, no, uh, we we both really enjoy it. And, uh, we're, we're hoping that, uh, that we can still get, uh, you know, plenty of segments for uh, our little podcast here. But, uh, so tell me, you know, right off the bat, uh, what's new with, uh, with, uh, doppelganger.
1: Yeah. It's been a while since I've been back here and, uh, You know, I'll I'll be honest with you, I did end up taking a break from it for a little while at the beginning of the year. You know, after what happened on January 6th happened, I um, had a minor crisis of conscience. Actually, (laughs) it really kind of, it rattled me more than I thought it would, to be honest with you. And uh, I was able to continue on writing um, into February, but then around February, I just kind of, I don't know, I, I think I had... I was questioning whether it made sense for me to continue doing it or not. I was enjoying doing it, um, and I was starting to sort of refine the writing that I was doing. But I was just like, am I wasting my time? Like, is is the world all uh, going to hell? Okay,
0: <laughs> now when you say that uh, that it, it, it definitely bothered you, I think it bothered everybody. Yeah, sure. The whole the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the scene in um, – It was just chaos, and the the guy with the the hat and the horns and and shit, you know. Viking. But, I mean, were you Liz Cheney pissed off, or? uh,
1: I guess I just, I thought that, I'm going to go to history again, you know. um, uh, What was his name? Free State of Jones. He was a violent abolitionist, and he took violent steps to push for the abolition of slavery in the late 1800s and part of his actions sort of helped spark the civil war so from that respect it's kind of a good thing right i mean but at the same time you can't really support violence and that was the crisis that i was having was like there are in my opinion there are serious questions surrounding the election election integrity is a serious problem that one party seems to be trying to completely ignore and the other party seems to be going at it like a bunch of idiots and not engaging in the right kind of conversation that's actually designed towards coming to a solution. And then you've got this orange man standing in the middle that's acting in a really selfish way. You know, I mean, anybody that can make Richard Nixon look selfless. (laughs) You know, anybody like that is new level type selfishness. And he's not, nobody's... Nobody's saying what they should be saying. Nobody's acting the way that they should. And I guess for a month or two there, I was kind of like, "Is my voice adding to the chaos, or is my voice working towards a solution?" And I ended up stepping away for a little while. And I think the conclusion that I came to was that well, there isn't enough. There's no, one of the problems is that there's not enough humor. There's not enough laughter on this topic. People are taking themselves too seriously, and that's why everybody thinks the world is either gonna end in nine years due to global warming or are they gonna think that, you know, the Democrats are gonna take over the world and we're gonna live in some totalitarian communist regime. It's everybody's just taking themselves too seriously. And I think if people are more likely to listen to you if you're trying to be funny and witty and insightful, and those are things that don't exist in the comedy sphere anymore due to the woke culture and the cancel culture and all that stuff. So you know, around April or so, I kind of came to the conclusion of, no, you know, there's still more left to say. I think that people's minds can be changed, and humor is uh, an endangered species, should we say, at this point. And that's, that would be the right way for me to contribute, and I enjoyed it. So,
0: well, All right, so for uh, any of the listeners who uh, are maybe not up to speed on, uh, you know, what you actually do, I mean, you definitely use hu- humor, but there's a lot of truth in what you're saying about every subject sure there i mean the way that i think that's why i love it so much because you you scrape skate right along the edge and then you dip into the humor but like i said uh some of the some of the humor stuff is yes it's i mean and i do the same thing i i i constantly use uh, on uh unconfirmed cool. quotes and stuff that i make up myself <laughs> that just because they're hilarious you know yeah. and um and they fit the the subject good mm-hmm. but it also helps drive your point to where you want it um and that's what i think that you've captured so well with your uh with your satire is that you're not only funny but it's helped making your point point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and mm-hmm. um
1: yeah
0: so um, you know what kind of response are you getting?
1: Yeah, so there there have been two or three different changes that I've made since coming back earlier this year. One is, and I think this one helped me. I basically created a separate entity, like a, um, like a alter ego. Yeah, yeah, like an alter ego, <laughs> like like a, like a Ziggy Stardust, right? Yeah, and he's a guy that that can't be disappointed. He's so cynical. He's so I call him monocle Billycock. And he's he just he can't be disappointed by anything bad that happens, so he's never surprised and he's always able to kind of laugh in this maniacal like way at just watching the world burn. He doesn't really have a vested interest in anything, he knows the world's going to hell. And so by channeling that spirit, I'm able to write in a more um biting, in a more juvenile, in a more sort of corrosive way to try to drive my point home while at the same time maintaining more of a keeping sort of the humoristic angle that I'm trying to, in order to get people's attention It's basically allowing me to get people's attention. So I've had very good response to that. As a matter of fact, two things have been happening. I've been getting, um, so Facebook has started to come down on me. Um, my, I used to run advertisements on Facebook mm-hmm. to get attention and they've frozen my ads account for a BS reason. What is a totally BS reason? Um, They're saying that they accused me of, um, this was maybe in April, Um, so I was only back a week or two, and they already came down on me. They accused me of trying to, what did they say? I was trying to circumvent the, the system of ad review. You know, like I had submitted an ad through an account, that ad had been declined, probably because it said something truthful and interesting. And then subsequently I like used a dummy account to try to run that same ad. Even mm-hmm. I had been That's sort of what they accused me of, which is complete and total BS. I've never done that before. I would never do that. I've had probably at least two thirds of the ads that I've tried to run do get declined because I do touch on, you know, controversial subjects and I just kind of eat it and move on. But I do submit every single article. Because I'm trying to find where the lines are. What is? Is it okay for me to make fun of Amazon, or is it not okay for me to make fun of Amazon? Is it okay for me to make fun of you know, Mitch McConnell, or am I not allowed? Or what about Trump? Yeah, like, and,
0: and until you dip your toe in the, into the water, right. you don't know.
1: It's, what I tell people is it's an invisible line until you cross it, and then once you step back, it disappears again. So you don't know. You're constantly feeling out how it should be. So what I will say is what I've started to have to do is do basically manual. I'm I'm – every piece of content that I create is manually spread by me on Facebook to different groups that I think are going to like it. And what I found is that my engagement as a percentage of the people that see my content, my engagement has gone up dramatically. I mean, I get over 10% engagement on average, every post I have. So the people that see it love it. And that's across multiple. I mean, that's parlor minds, Facebook, um, which is kind of a, it's not really – it's supposed to be like the conservative alternative to Facebook, but it's just a bunch of bots basically. But I believe in having a presence everywhere, and there's no such thing as bad advertising at this point. So, I, I mean, the feedback has been great. I've also added doing the recordings, which was sort of my original vision for the recordings. And what that has done is it's really helped me kind of find my voice as far as, okay – I'm writing it, but how do I want people to hear it in their heads when I'm writing it? And it's really helped a lot with the editing process and the writing. And of course, I'm I'm never out of content. As a matter of fact, sometimes my biggest problem is there's too much to talk about and I don't have enough time. You know, putting out three pieces of content and one recording every week. I could put out three pieces of content every day, and I still wouldn't run out of material. So oftentimes, it's like trying to drink from a fire hose. I can't keep up with everything.
0: Right. It, and, um, you know, as, as you were saying, that, and I agree with you, your, 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 uh, your strategy for the, the saturation of, of, of your material is good. I think that's, uh, the way to do it. Um, because I'm not using any kind of advertisement through, uh, Facebook, they're just playing with my numbers as, follow, as far as people who are following it. Mm. it it's, uh, the, the way that the uh, as matter of fact, I got to the point where I just, I, I stopped looking at it. I don't even look at it anymore. I, I look at it as I'm going to put the shit out there and whoever listens to it, whoever sees it at this point until I decide to, to, to take the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care how many people are listening to it. I know that the people that, uh, that are listening to it, they're, they're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, I, I get personal messages mm-hmm. from them uh, saying, yes, we like it. But the, the, the numbers are you know, like I said, uh, on Facebook, you know, I haven't tried Pal- Parler yet, but the, have they really even got it running right yet?
1: <clears throat> so Parler's back up and running, but they don't have an app in the App Store, which is a huge hit. And they, you know, they, 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 they're dead. I mean, they're going to slowly rot away now. I, I don't see them coming back, unfortunately. I think that they're, I think it's a dead horse. I think that Trump had his opportunity to switch over to Parler and it would have buoyed. It would have, he would have carried enough followers with him that it would have really had an impact and that there might have been something there to keep them afloat. But everybody, you know, all the rats jumped off the ship in January. They chose, even though Parler had absolutely nothing to do. Right. With what happened in Facebook was the primary source of organization, Facebook and Twitter. Everybody went after them, and it really didn't matter. It really didn't matter that parlor didn't have anything to do with it. They were going to be the sacrificial lamb. So I think that um, there pre- probably really isn't. Mines, I think there is a little bit of a future in Mines. I think Mines definitely has more legs underneath it. It's linked in with cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. They actually can pay you. They w- will pay you in a cryptocurrency for engagement. And things like that. So when I post on there and I get people commenting and sharing it and liking it and stuff, I mean, I actually get crypto. I have crypto on my account. Um, And there are people that are on there full-time that I believe are making their wage by aggregating news onto it and getting people to engage with it. So I think that has a little bit more legs underneath it than something like Parler, which is just kind of like an alternative to Twitter but doesn't really distinguish itself in in any way. And then there are other platforms that are sort of more subscription-based DaveRubinsLocals.com is a pretty good one. And the one that I'm really excited about that I'm actually seriously considering moving Doppelganger to is Substack, where it uh, you actually create an email list. You own that email list. That's yours. You take it with you wherever you go. So if something happens through your paystripe or if Discovery or Visa decides they're going to cancel you, you still retain all that information. You can still engage with your base. And you can assign certain content for members only and keep certain content public. And so that's kind of sort of the direction that I want Doppelganger to move in because I think that people still need to engage without having to look at a billion freaking advertisements, which is one of my biggest complaints with some of the other satire sites is you go in there and you can't tell what's, you can't tell what's an ad and you can't tell what's an article. (laughs) Sometimes it's, it's ridiculous and it's busy and it's gaudy and I understand why they have to do it. There's financial reasons, but I think that in this day and age, there might be an alternative. Duffel Blog, which is a military-based satire site, which is very good. I highly recommend it. They have used Substack. They've had some success. And you can sort of do a mix and match. And, of course, I've got content running through my head all the time, so I have a couple ideas of some additional things that maybe we could put together for a members-only area. And then, again, try to continue to engage in the public conversation through you know, the, the articles type things that I'm doing now. So...
0: All right, so uh, before we uh, get into anything else and uh, and uh, get too far really off the subject of uh, doppelganger, mm-hmm. um, do you have any uh, immediate plans for the future? I mean, uh, other than like you were saying, uh, as far as moving it to different sites sure. and stuff like that, um, is the pre- is the is the premise and the, and the whole thing going to stay? the uh, pretty much the same. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's working for you for sure.
1: Yeah, there's lots to add on to. I, I love I love doing the the news updates. So those are those are going to continue. Um, I didn't have a chance to do one this week because I was traveling, but that's going to be back up and running. Um, the articles are going to continue at about the same pace. And one thing that I'm actually kind of excited about is I'm developing um, a new series that's more Opinion and sort of logical conclusion based. I think that one of the things that people are missing today is the importance of a limiting principle, and everybody on both sides of the political aisle is talking as if limiting principles don't exist, that they're not important, that they're not critical. And so, what I do is I take um, an issue in modern day and I just that that we've sort of removed the logical principle from, and I take it to its logical conclusion. If we just run this train at top speed for as long as it goes, where do we end up? And I'm going to call it the maniacal uh, monocle, and it's going to be, okay, what would monocle's opinion be if he took this principle that we're applying and we drive it to its logical conclusion? And so it's more of an opinion, S-A-B. It's going to be a little bit longer. I try to keep it to 400 words or less normally when I write my articles. This one's going to be maybe closer to 1,000, and it's going to be what would happen if we looked at Mother's Day the same way we looked at Thanksgiving, Right. If everyone thinks that when you sit down for Thanksgiving dinner, you're celebrating Native casualties, does that mean that if you sit down for Mother's Day, you're honoring Casey Anthony? <laughs> like, you know, it's going to be that kind of stuff. That's the idea. So I'm really excited about
0: that. Yeah, and I mean, I I highly encourage you to to, to uh really get into a lot of the the recording stuff. I, um, I think the 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 monocle uh, character is perfect. Um, I'll tell you, when I sit there and listen to it, I'll, I'll, like, close my eyes. And it's like listening to the AM radio years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where, where you're listening to the news breaks yep. that are exactly. coming in. Yep, the little five-minute. Yeah. Yep. And um, it's, uh, it's it's wonderful, and it's very enjoyable. So uh, any of the listeners out there who haven't caught it yet, um, you know, as many as uh, Jeremy will send me, I'll, I'll definitely have on uh, – we, we like to get them on our Sunday Wire show. Um, and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll and listen, get them out.
1: I want to say thank you for giving me that platform because I you know, I don't have my own direct way to engage, and it's been a great way, kind of like how you mentioned, you don't really track who follows. For me, I see this as kind of like our dress rehearsal, and as we start to refine everything and we get better, then we're going to have a chance to really grow, and I mm-hmm. think that when that time comes, we're going to be ready because of the work that we're doing right now. So thanks to you and just my opinion for giving me a chance.
0: A- Absolutely. we uh, Like I said, we love it. Well, all right. That's part one of our series. Uh, And uh, so we're going to have more with Jeremy coming up in the future. Um, And so that's our show for today. Uh, That's just my opinion. And uh, until next time, I'm your host, Ken Lambert.